Hello, 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 and welcome to Celebrate Tuesday. I'm your host, Ebony, and I am here with you today for Celebrate Tuesday. For those of you just joining us and are new to our podcast episodes of Celebrate Tuesday, what we do is that we answer questions regarding autism life. I am the mother of a 20-year-old diagnosed with autism, as well as disruptive mood disorder and ADHD. I have two other children who have ADD as well, as well as my spouse. So from my lived experience and intuitive perspective, I am here with you to share and answer your questions. So today, we're going to be answering three questions. And I'm just going to run through those questions with you. And then we're going to break each one down for um, answers and insight. So our three questions for today uh, consist of, how can I overcome all the daily frustration? You make it sound so easy, but my life is so hard. So yes, that's a very good question. And we're going to get to, uh, to that. Our second question What are some of the ways that I can help my child settle so that I can have at least two seconds to think? Another very good question. And our uh, third question, my child is always bouncing off the walls. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just won't sit still. What can I do? These are absolutely amazing and very practical questions. So I'm going to start with the... uh, Third question first. So for a child always bouncing off the walls, never sitting still, just won't kind of wind down, it actually ties into the second question as well. Having at least two seconds to think, to process through the frustrations of life with autism. So my suggestions for you, I'm going to actually share a couple of stories to help you um, maybe have some insight Um, So that I'm providing questions, but you can also think through process yourself because we're all different. And so I'd like to share with you, but help you to find ways to think of what would work for you to get those wheels turning. Because I know how difficult and challenging life with autism and how it affects your family and how it can be. So I know that there's a lot of controversy regarding diet regarding food and, and um, what, you know, the gluten-free, dairy-free, all those things, that type of life, lifestyle. And it's not for everyone. I mean, I've heard of stories where people completely cleared out their their um, pantry and refrigerator and just bought all this, you know, autism-type diet, suggested diet-type things, and then the, the child and the family doesn't like it, and then it, it's no success. And that's not very wise of approach. But I bring that up because sometimes there are some things that will trigger extra excitability. Um, And we're each all individual people, especially those on the spectrum. Each person has their own um, things that affect them in different ways. So one small suggestion I would say is just when you notice that your child has that extra excitability or even that adult loved one on the spectrum, um, just pay attention to maybe what they've eaten 
uh, very prior before that, within 30 to 45 minutes, what, what they've eaten. Um, I, I used to tell my children back when um, life was difficult financially, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say, um, when I was a recipient of food stamps, we would every month when they would come in, that would be, you know, fun day, special treat day. So I'd, you know, stock up on Doritos and Cheetos and all those things. And um, those, the dyes, the red and the orange dyes specifically, always got my kids extra worked up. And I used to joke and call them junk food monsters um, every every month. It was it was really difficult in addition to the everyday challenges. So I just noticed little things like that. And, you know, we found alternatives. You know, for example, we started popping homemade popcorn with coconut oil and sea salt. And they loved it. The neighbors loved it. The, the neighbor kids that they hung out with, they loved it. Little things like that. There were so many, you know, um, Starbursts, they were another one. Oh my gosh, Anthony would go ballistic. And now I'm not knocking Starbursts or Doritos or Cheetos. They're good products if, you know, people can tolerate them. But in my experience, they have not been tolerated. Um, I will say since though, other interventions, Anthony is now able to eat Cheetos and Doritos. We haven't tried any other type of um, products, but he, he is able to eat those now. Um, and that's just one suggestion. Just pay attention to, you know, what's going on in that time. And that that's the start. You know, I'm not saying clean out your whole cabinet and, and fridge and start fresh. No, just pay attention. It could be that one thing, that one thing that if you find an alternative, can make a world of difference. Also, for me, what worked with Anthony, with my family, when we had meetings, and this is to address the second question, some of the ways to help the child settle, to have at least two seconds to think. So for me, going to school meetings or going to places, grocery stores, things like that, um, I had a little a Barney bag, if you will, of, of treats, and uh, not treats, I'm sorry, um, activities, and just things to keep them occupied, fidgets. And um, I actually had a... Um, portable DVD player. Now I'm dating myself because this was before smart devices, you know, were on the scene. So I would bring the portable DVD player. I would bring, you know, toys, favorite toys and uh, activity books and crayons and markers and various things to keep them occupied. And I actually had, um, there was a person, uh, an educator administrator who was at one of the specialized preschools and we had a meeting and she looked at me and she, you know, it was actually a very long meeting. I think it took like, ended up taking two hours or just over two hour meeting. And at the time, Anthony was about five years old, I want to say. And she looked at me and she said, Ebony, what are you going to do when you don't have your quote unquote Bernie bag of tricks with you? And I said, um, I'm going to always have something to keep my child occupied. Why wouldn't I? You know, how often do we as adults go places that we prefer uh, would take less time or, you know, we have to think about our children, put ourselves in their shoes to a child, especially those with the challenges of autism or ADHD. Think of their experience as whatever their age, as a child. If we have difficulty in a bank line or a grocery store line or at church, 
wherever place. Can you imagine at the DMV? Um, I, I posted recently that Anthony, I like he's 20 years now, uh, 20 years old now, um, with COVID and uh, without the appointments and, and having to wait before things got a little more organized. The last time we were at DMV last year, we had to wait three hours. We waited in our car, but he still needed to be occupied. I don't know about you, but what adult can wait three hours at the DMV? Even in your vehicle, you get it, it's it's hot. We're in Florida, so we had to, you know, keep the air going or take breaks with the windows down. It was difficult. So, in your child's experience, just think about what's going on in that moment and how we as adults have challenges going through those difficult moments. So, yes, I would always have my Barney bag of tricks to keep him occupied. And with that, yes, a snack, something to drink. It only is logical because these are tools and things to help my child to be occupied, to be settled so that I can have a moment to think, so that I can get through a school meeting or whatever the case may be at the grocery store or in the bank so that I can handle business matters if my child needed to be with me. It's not, you know, it's okay to have these strategies and these tools, whatever is going to work for you and your family. So please don't get discouraged by that. You have to come up with a plan, come up with strategies so that you can have your peace of mind. And if that means that Doritos happen, uh, um, are allowed once or twice a week rather than every day. Oh, that's a small price to pay. And, and I don't mean tangibly monetarily. That's a small price to pay for the huge gain of having peace of mind and sanity. If it means having a, a go bag so that everywhere you go with your child, you have something to keep them occupied that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It shows you as organized and caring and thinking about your child first. It's about your child's needs and how you can keep your inner peace of mind in those moments. I've had people look at me when Anthony had um, uh, meltdowns in public places I've had people, you know, kind of give me looks like what's wrong with him or what's wrong with me. I've also had people come up to me and say, oh, you're a saint. You have so much patience with him. Because, you know, in those moments, and I think I'm going to do a podcast, an episode just for that about the, the meltdowns. And in those moments, I can't be uh, when he was coming up and sometimes he still has difficult moments in public and thankfully he doesn't do the type of behaviors when he was younger. But in those moments, I have to think about him and his needs. I can't think about the stares and glares of other people and what's running through other people's minds because people are going to think what they're going to think anyhow. What you is should focus on is the needs of your child in that moment and you maintaining your inner peace so that you can provide the very best for yourself, for your child, for your family. 
Now, the last question I, I will address because as I said before, I like to keep our podcast short because I know the busy life of, of having a loved one with autism. And so how can I overcome all the daily frustration? I make it sound so easy, but my life is so hard. Oh, my life is not easy either. It, things are very difficult. Each and every day, there's a new challenge. But with that, there's new grace. There's new peace. There's new opportunities to have victory. And how do we embrace victory, peace, and grace? We connect within. Connect to the higher power that resides within each and every one of us. We all have this access to this higher power. And you may call your higher power God or source energy, or the universe, but whatever you refer, connect to the higher power within. That is the key to this journey. Come on. We, please remember to submit your questions. I will put the email in the description. This is Celebrate Tuesday, and I am here for you.